World Capturing Audio. Capturing Audio, go get them. We're going to talk about uh, monsters again today, Wes. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Uh, what kind of monsters, Chris? This is Monster Manual Mash, where we talk about the monsters. Uh, we just talked about it. We decided we're going to do it. It's going to be dinosaur time. It's dinosaurs all the way down, all the way up, today only. Oh, yeah. I got a brain full of dinosaurs. Yeah, Wes always has a brain full of dinosaurs. It's yeah. uh, He's the kind of person who will try to insert dinosaur facts and anecdotes, his oh, yeah. personal relationship with dinosaurs, yeah. into uh, everyday otherwise non-dinosaur-related conversation. I can turn most dinosaurs into a dinosaur conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Woe betide anybody who gets a dinosaur fact wrong in front of me. Uh, (laughs) Oh, you're going to love me. People being wrong about dinosaurs around me is the origin of uh, 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 the whole, like, um, actually uh, phenomenon. (laughs) That was you? It was much begrudged. That was you. uh, Among, like, shitty... Uh, dudes, that started with me and dinosaurs. Wow. Yeah, I'm That's, sorry, everyone. I'm happy to meet you. <laughs> this is the podcast we talk about monsters. I already said that kind of. Uh, yeah. We look at individual monster entries in the fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons Monster Manual, going through it item by item, and we are looking at uh, how you are supposed to use them in the game, um, kind of inferring from the way they do things what you're supposed to use them for. Yeah. Uh, we're critiquing the text to see if it actually conveys like a good idea or not. And we talk a little bit about what these monsters kind of do in your head, why they, why they are um, famous, why they're monster famous. Yeah. What they're doing to you psychologically, maybe. A lot of speculation, a lot of Wikipedia reading. Oh, yeah. Um, and then we goof around. We figure out ways of using the monsters. I have my dog, Casey, here. She's very agitated because I closed the door. And, uh, yeah, let's get to it. Dinosaurs. Page 79 of the Ds. We're in the Ds. Thick in it. This is dinosaurs. First line. Dinosaurs, or behemoths. <laughs> So, like, I don't know, this, like, this bothers me a lot, and I, I can't really put my finger on it. Why are they hedging their bets? Are they afraid people don't like dinosaurs? What is that? Are this they, throws me off immediately. Yeah, because, I mean, because that's immediately, like, the... F- okay, so the, the charitable explanation of this is that in a fantasy universe, maybe they get called behemoths instead of dinosaurs, because uh, why would you have a word called dinosaurs in a fantasy universe where it doesn't have Greek or Latin and there wasn't paleontology? So right. if you want to, like, oh, it's this building that goes up and down because it's an elevator, but you know it's an elevator. So like maybe they're just doing that to make it less out of place in science-y. Uh-huh. Um, Theory A. But, yeah, sure. Right? Sure, sure. Theory B. Um, there's all that, there's the weird creationist stuff about how, like, well, the Bible talks about dinosaurs, but they're called behemoths. So is it like trying to uh, better market Dungeon Dragons to, like, super hardcore born-again Christians? Yeah. <laughs> Which to, seems to like cre- young Earth creationist. <laughs> Battle might have been lost in the 80s. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, or actually, I do know. I read a. I got some yeah. stats later. Oh, great! Yeah. Um, or third option, it was just a weird editorial choice. <laughs> uh, there's no. They didn't just do it for no reason. You know, <laughs> yeah, like I think no. one of your first two uh, 
suggestions are, are yeah. the ticket. I think that's it. But it really, it's very strange because there's no, it's got to be a political reason because yeah. like, yeah, there's no, we don't have, we don't want to recognize modern uh, like language conventions or like right. dinosaurs. Dinosaur is a term from like eight, the late 1800s. Yeah. So it is a pretty fairly modern compared to like a lot of the other like Greek mythology stuff we're dealing with. Uh, so I can see that being a thing, but like, I don't know why not? Like there's all sorts of other stuff that happens in here. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I can't think of any in particular, but you know, like uh, any- uh, a lich's phylactery, a phylactery is a, like a container of things that's used. It's a, it's an old Jewish thing, right? That's yeah. a word that comes from a different place. Well, yeah, like, that that, yeah they're all, yeah, you like the language goes all over the place in this book. So, what no, is, I'm going to look up what the word behemoth means, just on its face. I've, I got a... Oh, you got it. You, <laughs> God, I'm in it. I'm all up in it. It is a... So behemoth is originally mentioned in the book of Job, and it refers to uh, the... It's like a beast that is... It's it's chief among the beasts. It is a, it is a demonstration of God's uh, supreme power. That there's this beast called Leviathan. It's supreme. It is chief among the animals, and nobody can do anything about it. And right. It lives or dies by the grace of God, basically. So Got it's it. like this unstoppable force that is still subservient to its creator. Um, it comes in the same. It's sort of in the same passage or the same. Um, uh, Leviathan is also in the Book of yeah. Job, and it is a um, the creature of the sea that is the same thing. It's like. I think there's a there's a an air creature called like Ziz or something like that. Oh, sweet! That gets forgotten. Yeah, it's uh, but Leviathan is the most famous, closely followed by Behemoth, and then Ziz kind of got uh, written out for whatever mm. reason. But it's like these great big monsters, these anchor points of creation that are yeah. like Earth, Sea, and uh, uh, the third thing, Wind, and yeah. <laughs> um, you can't get any better than that. So the Behemoth is the land mammal. And I, yeah. yeah, I would submit that within the internal logic of Dungeons and Dragons and all of the creatures in this book that we're talking about mm-hmm. for years, there are way better behemoth candidates than all of the dinosaurs. Than all the dinosaurs. The Tarrasque. They're, yeah, like, what? Like they're there's just definitely... the one biggest land creature that's like so like gargantuan. You can't do anything about it except like maybe a god or something. Yeah. You know? There is a definite um, link between yeah. Tarrasque and Behemoth. Yeah. Very direct. Um, but within young Earth creationism, right. they definitely do uh, equate the mentioning of things like the Behemoth to the dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. So it's probably a little shout out to you know, our, our good friends, the young Earth creationists, yeah. who also play D&D. Who I can't imagine playing D&D. I can't <laughs> imagine them employing enough creativity i i can't imagine like them allowing themselves to stomaching being able to pretend there's a different pantheon yeah of that, that's that's what i meant to say like stomaching being able to imagine things like this <laughs> yeah uh or like imagine like a young earth creationist playing D D. like you, the world is only any world is only ever like six thousand years old yeah yeah It'd probably be a really interesting game, actually. Yeah. Or at least the world. But then again, like, what if 
within the confines of fiction or something like we know this is pretend then it's okay for the world to be millions of years old (laughs) (laughs) it's the only safe space they can um among their other creationist peers that they can possibly do that yeah they can they can tickle around the idea of evolution And the game is just a, like, uh, hyper-realistic, you're just wandering around with a sword in the Jurassic period. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah well, they, you know, they they believe that um, man and dinosaur lived concurrently, mm-hmm. and that uh, dinosaurs were created the same time as Adam and Eve. So, that's a good uh campaign world you could have like a primal campaign world where you're like living in a creationist reality oh that's great and just all this stuff is all there together yeah 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 and uh yeah and everyone just like suddenly existed one day it could be like last week this could be like really early <laughs> on in creation and it's like well there's stuff now yeah this you'll is... hit the ground running yeah this is bonkers like you all arrive and it's like okay we've got streets and looks like stores so I guess we need people to work in them. That is actually a great setting, though, in a newly created universe. <laughs> yeah. Like a, a like a like uh, everything is just made already organized. Like there's already towns, yeah. you know, and there's already there. But everybody knows we just all came into existence right now. What do we do? Yeah. From this point on, that'd be that'd be interesting. Yeah. Some of you are like forty years old. Some of you are kids. Some of you are super yeah. old. That's weird. Somebody's got to figure out like how to have like sex and procreate. Somebody's <laughs> got to figure everything out. All this stuff is there. Right? Like, everything is set up as if it's in the middle of do, time. Do they have language happening. yet? They don't know why, though. Yeah, I think so. Do they, they I think, would? Yeah, I think... They just have, like, an ingrained memory you of just, language? Yeah, like, this really... Like, it's 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 funny thinking about, like, well, that's not realistic. It's like, well, this is a thought experiment we're creating right now. Yeah. So, like, we... Yeah, so back off. We get to decide every... But it's like, uh, sure, like, maybe it would be, like, this weird thing where, like, everybody can talk. Everybody has words for things. There's stuff. There's, like human made i know this isn't what happens in the bible but there's, there's already um uh, there's already all this it happens stuff there. in bible too right yeah yeah <laughs> um and everything's already there and everybody can talk to each other and, and about all the things but everybody knows they were just created yeah like last week yeah you know it's so like a crisis happens, situation yeah of some sort i think this is a great uh location to insert into a D campaign oh yeah like a whole city that has literally just arrived oh whole cloth like a god put them there right now they have to figure out their own (laughs) their own place in the universe and their own place in this physical world oh yeah amazing that would be great (laughs) and there's dinosaurs and well of course there's dinosaurs (laughs) i also like the idea of uh the dinosaurs being created at the same time as adam and eve but like in a in a different garden, like five kilometers down, mm-hmm. where it's like dinosaur Adam and dinosaur Eve, yeah, and they have their <laughs> own like separate uh, like thing going on, and God's is like, you know what? I made two. I want to <laughs> see which ones, you know, how they how they fare differently from each other. Yeah. To the um, dinos- <laughs> what what dinosaurs would dinosaur Adam and dinosaur Eve be? Uh, a Tyrannosaurus. Yeah. It is the most uh, testosterone male prototype oh, I yeah. can think of. Yeah. And then I guess a um, 
Brontosaurus? A Brachiosaurus? Yeah. Brachiosaurus. Let's go Which with everyone, that. I don't know. For some reason, I'm thinking of, uh, I guess I'm thinking of Land Before Time, mm, the little yeah. baby. I think that was a, that was a girl, right? Littlefoot? Yeah. I think so. I don't, I don't know. Remember. You know, in my, weirdly, like I, I've, I, I wouldn't have articulated this as a kid, but look, looking back, it's like, ah, you know, like, I feel like Littlefoot was probably they, them. I don't think they're, <laughs> like, gender yeah, probably like, was a big deal thinking. for dinosaurs. I don't, even know, I don't know if it's explicitly yeah. mentioned. It's just my memory of it. And they all have such high register voices, yeah. except for Spike, that, like, they just all sound like little kids. And you know what? If they're made with frog DNA anyways, then they're, like, mm-hmm. they, they gender hop. Yeah, exactly. So maybe they're just, like, they're too, <laughs> like, asexual dinosaurs who... You know, yeah. through the course of time and personality emerging mm-hmm. and their character develops over decisions they make over time, then yeah. one just naturally assumes um, one or the other in order to procreate as God wanted. And he's happy about that, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if they eat the fruit of knowledge or if they just like eat all the other animals in the garden or if they're herbivores or carnivores. This is another good location to insert into your game. Yeah, totally. A, a dinosaur <laughs> garden of Eden where yeah. like the first dinosaur race is being tested morally. Yeah. Where Adam Rex just ate Satan as a snake right off the bat <laughs> and everything just stayed the way it was. Yeah. Or you go there and the Satan snake is trying to get you to feed the apples of knowledge to <laughs> dinosaurs that don't necessarily want to eat apples. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a moment um, during this conversation with Chris that I had um, that I um, had pointed out, it turns out incorrectly, that Brontosaurus were not real dinosaurs and they were always all Apatosauruses. Um, and in pointing that out in a pretty pedantic way, I think like pedantic in a self-aware way, I hope that comes across, but I'm not sure that it does. Anyways, um, in that, in pointing that out, I also rip on bad science journalism. It turns out that I was basing what I believed on uh, some bad science journalism. So here is the actual truth. Um, so Brontosaurus... Um, was discovered before Apatosaurus. There was some debate about that that called the existence of Brontosaurus into question. But then, the as of 2015, Brontosaurus is considered a separate uh, uh, separate genus from Apatosaurus that contains three species of Brontosaurus. So Brontosauruses are real. They're different than Apatosauruses completely. And um, I... Uh, it t- turns out I was really talking out of my ass there for a bit. I didn't think I was. I really believed everything I was saying. Um, but uh, for the sake of transparency, here is me um, just just getting everything wrong. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Brontosaurus earlier. I got to get this fact out I, of the I, way. I, I think I know what's coming. Um, but Brontosaurus wasn't a real dinosaur. Yeah, I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> I knew as um, soon as I said it, I looked yeah. into your, your burning eyes. It's yeah. Because, and so, uh, uh, uh the, but the reason is, is, uh, I wish I knew the names of paleontologists and the dates that this happened, but I, 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 I don't. So, uh, uh Brontosaurus and Apatosaurus were considered two different dinosaurs because they only had partial skeletons of each. But the Apatosaurus had the skull 
and the hip bone, I believe, which are the most important for classifying dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. So when they found a complete Apatosaurus, they realized the rest of the bones were Brontosaurus bones, and those are the same dinosaur the whole time. But because right. the bones are the most important for classifying were the Apatosaurus ones, they were Apatosauruses the whole time. There was some debate about it, and every couple of years, some paleontologists were like, actually, there are Brontosauruses, but usually that's just to drum up uh, some headlines for funding. Bad paleontologists or struggling paleontologists love to make uh, contentious claims about dinosaurs to um, make a name for themselves. And also, the media that reports on dinosaur news doesn't know jack shit about dinosaurs and makes sensationalist headlines that make everyone look bad. You heard it. Shots fired. Um, Yeah, so that's my... uh, There's... I... The, that brontosaurus fact is a famous dinosaur fact, I think. Um, so that was and you had felt wrong. You've yeah. told me this before. It's, it felt wrong as soon as I said brontosaurus. <laughs> and I, I tried to say brachiosaurus quickly to make you, uh, to stay your wrath. But I'm glad we got dinosaur, yeah. uh, big dinosaur fact one. Cool. Out. Yeah. You might have even said that in a different podcast. I'm not sure. <laughs> Chances are. I feel like a lot of other episodes of this podcast have had dinosaur facts. Yeah, I think so. In them. But that's just like a, that's that's part and parcel of just having me included in something, yeah, which is great. It's a feature. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the uh, fourth letter, the fourth word <laughs> in the first line of dinosaurs. Dinosaurs or behemoths are among the oldest reptiles, <clears throat> the oldest reptiles in the world. They're predatory dinosaurs. They are savage territorial hunters, and the Herbivorous dinosaurs are less aggressive, but they might attack to defend their young or startled or harassed. So they're animals. <laughs> yeah. Just like all the other animals. Yep. Dinosaurs come in many sizes and shapes. Larger varieties have drab coloration, while smaller dinosaurs have colorful markings akin to birds. This is conjecture. This is raw yeah. speculation. No one knows <clears throat> yeah. what they look like. Uh, feathers? Yes, no? Most thoropods probably had feathers. Those mm-hmm. would be like two-legged ones, like your raptors and your T-Rexes, and your like most carnivorous ones that ran around on two legs were probably feathered. Some of the other ones might have been feathered. Um, some of them, there is a way to fossilize like pigment things in a way where they, they found one fossil that they were like, it's brown. This one is brown. <laughs> so we know one dinosaur was brown. Right. Um, uh... So, yeah, but, like, any anything about, like, what, like, color they are or, like, what they looked like is nobody really knows. There's a big debate as to whether or not they had lips. What? Because sometimes you see depictions of, like, a Tyrannosaurus with, like, lips that can cover its teeth. Like and they kiss you lips? Yeah, <laughs> sort of. Or just, like, its teeth aren't always exposed. Mm, and other okay. ones, are, and so when it closes its mouth, it's just, like, a line. And other ones are like, no, its teeth are always exposed. Like a like, think about it like a alligator versus crocodile. Right. Okay. Like, did they were they like alligators or were they like crocodiles? Not that alligators have lips, but you can't really see their teeth when their mouths are closed. Right. Or sometimes just their top teeth. You see what I? But I, I see what yeah. you mean. Yeah. In Jurassic Park, the T Rex had lips. Yeah. Um. But in some depictions of T Rexes, a lot of the time to make them look more hardcore, they don't give them lips. Yeah. Because, the ones in this yeah. monster manual don't have lips. Yeah. Yeah. They, they're basically lips. they don't even have like skin. They're like. They look like meaty, they look like hot dogs wrapped in, like, plastic. Which is the other weird thing about dinosaurs, is so, they're always, there's this thing, I forget what it's called, but basically you take a skeleton, and then you just, like, stretch fake skin over top of it 
to see what it would look like if it had skin, right? Yeah. But if you do that with a lot of living animal skeletons, you get these horrible monsters. Yeah. That look really weird. It doesn't work out. Because in real life, things have like extra fleshy bits. Cartilage. Yeah, cartilage and like fat deposits. Like a human face. Totally, right? Yeah. Yeah, we got all these features. We got like a nose that sticks out that doesn't leave a bone behind. So like dinosaurs might have had all kinds of weird soft bits that stuck out. They might have had like waddles you know like a like a turkey does you know what what are those called the dangly bits on turkeys Uh, (laughs) i don't know is a word for that uh i I used to know it but i thought it was waddles completely (laughs) taken over that's fine we'll call it waddle yeah so dinosaurs they're like i think but one idea is that like we'll just like what are they most closely related to birds living birds are dinosaurs in fact mm-hmm. um uh avian dinosaurs and so you just look at what birds were like and that's like a, a better guess than others as to what dinosaurs might have looked like but that doesn't really help you for things like ankylosaurus or brachiosauruses yeah so you're willing to accept uh, feathers into the equation i mean it's it's super likely that a lot of them had fe- like velociraptor and like dionychus which i was called dionychus but that's because i can't read very well when i'm a kid and i'm learning about dinosaurs for the first time and cementing words great. into my brain you did great yeah um uh who knows about t-rexes but they were really big so feathers might have made them overheat so that's hard to say maybe they had like frills for displaying things but like i guess they would only display to other t-rexes because they don't really need to scare anything away but maybe they did we don't know there's a lot we don't know about dinosaurs yeah it's all it's all on the table yeah. right well okay um dinosaurs roam rugged and isolated areas that humanoids seldom visit this is simply to explain why i guess people don't see dinosaurs all the time it's just it's like they just don't go hang out where humans are including remote mountain valleys, inaccessible plateaus, tropical islands, and deep fens, which are grassy marshland-type places. Uh, yep, that all checks out. Yep. What they don't say, they don't... Um, like, as written, it really kind of just suggests that dinosaurs are around the corner, possibly, <laughs> yeah. from any any reason, right? Yeah. Um. And because then the rest of the entry gets into short descriptions of uh, a few different dinosaurs, which we'll look at in a second. But uh, it doesn't say anything like when I think of dinosaurs being used in media, there's a few things that happen. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like there's different ways uh, it goes down. Like I think of the Savage Lands and X-Men, which is like a separate um, world yeah. kept away from the normal world f- um actively guarded it's kind of i forget how they get to it it's like it's secret like it doesn't um not everyone knows about it but it's a dinosaur world and there's like people that ride pterodactyls there's like cave people who were there since six thousand years ago when god put them there yeah I, i don't know the whole history of the savage lands but it's like it is a place where the heroes from modern time go to and experience life as it was in this like imagined primal history. Right. Yeah. So it's like a you're it's a it's being out of time in a savage world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's one trope, right? It's like take the adventurers and throw them out of the day to day world that they're used to into a new novel situation. Yeah. It's not the campaign world. It is a separate, maybe it's one island, maybe like it's in a glass 
jar and they're they're miniaturized and they go there and it's a whole it's a whole world in the jar it's another dimension that's like that it's like a separate place you go to yeah where you are different and then you come back yeah um and then there are things like i never really watched this show but there's a dinotopia right yeah into that uh, um what there was that there were books too yeah 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 i think i was a little bit like i i wasn't super into it i'm not sure yeah. which is strange yeah it is weird <laughs> I don't know why I wasn't. But it was like... Um, well, you know, I was like, at the time, I think it was more like, this is not realistic. Okay, so yeah, you were being... My, yeah, yeah, that lines up with what you said I was earlier. really into Walking with Dinosaurs, the uh, the the documentary series. Oh, okay. That was my more my... I wanted to watch, like, David Attenborough nature shows that were just, like, put a camera in dinosaur times. Yeah. And just see what put dinosaurs a GoPro normally on do. Them. Yeah. See what happens. Yeah. I was not into the humans and dinosaurs okay. being together. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so what I what I gathered from that show was that it's it's I couldn't really tell like the overall technological level of the civilization, but they've definitely uh, dinosaur heavy. Oh yeah, dinosaurs have worked their way into every uh, bit of living. Yeah. So like their transportation, their pets, their guardians, their soldiers. They are like it's almost like the Flintstones. I was it's 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 sort of a lot like what if you like took a scene from the Flintstones? And yeah. Was like what if I like did a realist version? Of exactly. This? Yeah. It's a yeah. realist. It's calm. Like it's not wacky like the Flintstones, yeah. and it's not like a dystopia or anything. It's just like it's just the way it is, and it seems very like peaceful, except yeah. for the adventures that happen within the story. I'm not yeah. really. I don't really remember what they are, but it was like it's like this equilibrium mm-hmm. where like dinosaurs are actually the missing piece of the puzzle to our troubled life yeah. <laughs> in, the, in our modern world. Yeah. We just don't use enough dinosaurs who provide <laughs> companionship, um, possibly a spiritual uh, representation of like a, a time before man, but being present with us. So it's yeah. like this reconciliation of like man and nature and it's like, and so like in a lot of those things, it's like the role the dinosaurs play is like kind of what technology plays like in our world, right? But because the dinosaurs are like living things, it can also be your friends. It's like, it's it's giving you all the stuff that you want technology to give you, but it doesn't because yeah. it's like, let's make our lives easier, but also not be alienated. Yeah. It's like this weird Pokemon effect. Yeah. So it's like, if we had little creatures doing everything for us instead of like machines that we built, our lives would be better. Yeah. But like, that's not... Well, it's like animal yeah. husbandry taken to the next level, where it's yeah. like not only do we use animals for our own advantage, but it's like they permeate even more of our everyday lives yeah. than they do today. That's how I polish my shoes with a tiny dinosaur. He <laughs> <laughs> says it's a living. So again, this is it is a living. This is a, a great thing to put in a game, I think, too. Having like there's like this island of dinosaurs or something that th- your patron, someone trying to give you a mission, is like, look. These dinosaurs, they might not look like much, but they can solve a lot of our problems if yeah. we use them correctly. They really want jobs. Yeah. <laughs> they, they love them. Yeah. There's a whole look, island of unemployed dinosaurs yeah, out there. Look at this apatosaurus and tell me you don't see one heck of an excavator yeah. for this construction project. Well, we here's the thing. Yeah, this might be a good time to get into the actual dinosaurs in the book because um, one of the interesting things about dinosaurs is that when you take them as one category with a, a whole bunch of different 
um, individuals mm-hmm. in that category, they're all like highly evolved to do a specific thing. Yeah, they all have like a little feature. They're all kind of like they would they'd make a good like superhero team or something. Yeah, totally. You know? Like so, we got the Allosaurus. It's a predator possessing yeah. great size, strength, and speed. It runs down prey over ground, and it pounces on them with wicked claws. So you've got like a big uh, hunter, yeah, right, yeah, hunter killer type. You got the Ankylosaurus, thick armor plating, covers this plant-eating Ankylosaurus, which defends itself against predators with a knobbed tail that delivers a devastating strike. Some have spike tails. I don't. I don't believe in that. I don't want to hear it. Plug I don't think they. Nothing. I don't think they did. But like, but they they they're by people making up fake dinosaurs. They get like uh, mixed up with like Stegosauruses in weird ways sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, maybe this is because there's no Stegosaurus in this entry. Whoa, really? There's yeah. not. So, they're probably what they might be barely hinting at is yeah. that you can just reskin the Ankylosaurus to be a Stegosaurus. Yeah. You know what a Stegosaurus tails are called? There's a word for their like, spike tails. Giving me some crazy eyebrow action right now. This is You're great. Very excited. This is a wonderful word. What? Word. It's called a thagomizer. Thag- <laughs> That's what the Stegosaurus tail spikes tail thagomizers? thing yeah the the spiky bit on the end of with the four spikes at the end of yeah. a stegosaurus's tail and other stegosaurids have different tails yeah different thag but it's called a thagomizer and a, a paleontologist somewhere was like we should call it that this doesn't have a name this is a good name and everyone collectively was like yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's a wonderful name man this tail thags and, yeah it's and it's it's stuck and it's great and i love that like scientists were just like let's give it a fun name oh they and, do some crazy yeah. They they do crazy shit. Yeah, like remember the uh, the hedgehog gene or whatever. Oh yeah. Anyways, yeah. see previous podcast. I'm not getting. We got more dinosaurs to get through. Plesiosaurus. It's a marine dinosaur, compact body. It is kind of like a dolphin. Uh, it's a it's a it's an ocean hunter. It's a water hunter. Pterodon is the flying guy, wingspan of fifteen to twenty feet. They die for small marine play, though they are opportunists and will attack any creature. So these are good scavengers. They'll like, oh yeah, you'll having you'll be like making camp and they'll swoop in and attack you, like steal your stuff. But they won't, uh, they won't like, they're not trying to kill you mm-hmm. necessarily. They're just trying to get your stuff. They're also good. Like they're often used. I can't think of a specific example, but I, I have an image of one like in a nest defending its nest while people are trying to like climb through a, a cliff or something. Oh, yeah, totally. <clears throat> Um, so pterodon, why not pterodactyl? What's the difference? Um, so, uh, so pterodons were the ones that have the, the, the crest specifically on, mm-hmm. on the, on the back. Um, uh, and I, so I think pterodon it's, uh, cause pterodactyl, pterodactyl means wing finger is what that means because dactyl means finger so because they have the one finger right okay that makes their wings because bats have all their fingers but these have the one finger it's the pinky fingers and they got the other claws for yeah. walking around on um and then pterodon i think that would mean wing tooth but i'm not really sure why exactly right but pterodactyls um i think it might just be a category of things no pterosaurs is the category of things and pterodactyls okay. Um, are I think they have tails, but no crests, and pterodons have the crests. So uh, there's like some, just some like uh, 
form differences there's a, well there's like there's like thousands of different kinds yeah. of them right and uh um but that's basically that's uh, the pterodons are the ones with the, the weird the pointy thing in the back of their head okay um also along with plesiosaurs weren't even actually dinosaurs they were just a different kind of reptile that was prehistoric and lived at the same time but you know so they're not dinosaurs yeah technically what, not dinosaurs what makes a dinosaur a dinosaur not a, okay another big lizard okay so this is there's this is complicated taxonomy <laughs> is really weird um, so it's phylogy, uh, oh philology. Boy, here we go. So basically, like 400 million years ago, you had pretty much just lizards, right? They weren't technically actual like lizards that you see today, but they looked exactly like lizards. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of thing. It's called convergent evolution, where things can wind up looking the same because it's a good body plan for an animal, and so they're not actually related, but they look similar. So you had a bunch of lizards, and all reptiles were descended from these things that were basically repti- rep- uh, lizards that used to be fish. Right. Right. And then uh, like 380 million years ago, you had some of them branch off and become mammal like reptiles that a few million years after that would branch off and just become mammals, which for like millions of years look like little shrew weasel things. Yeah. Until all the dinosaurs died. Right. Well, the non-avian dinosaurs. And then you had another branch that kept going for a bit. And then part of it split off and became like all the uh, turtles and lizards and snakes. Right, but then you had another branch that kept going, and then that split off again, and then what it, that split off uh, into is um, oh, what are they called? I can't remember what they're called, but um, basically it is the group that is crocodilians and dinosaurs, um, and so those 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 split off, and then crocodilians became like their own thing, mm-hmm. and then the ones that became dinosaurs kind of kept going, and that split off into like all the different types of dinosaurs that are all these different things. Um, mostly based on the, their hip bones and the way their skulls are and stuff like that. But that's where you got like your Triceratopses and your T-Rexes and your Allosauruses and all the other like dinosaur dinosaurs, right? Um, but um, uh, before that split off, there was another one that split off too, before the ones that became full-on dinosaurs. And then another one split off from that. And that became uh, your your your, your uh, Pterosaurus. Yeah, your Loch Ness Monster, all your, your Plesiosaurs and your, and your Mosasaurus, right? And um, which might have also come from different ones, but it's complicated. So they branched off from a common and an- they share a common ancestor, but they branched away from each other before the branch that became dinosaurs became dinosaurs. So they're not really considered dinosaurs, but they're all considered reptiles. Mm-hmm. Weirdly, um, if you there's a there's a, there's two different ways of classifying animals. There's I think it's um, uh, Therian and uh, I. There's words for this. So there's two different ways, basically. And so one of them is, is by how closely related they are. Like, when do they branch off from each other? And, like, how recent is the branch? And the other one is, like, how similar are they when they look, right? Um, so if you do it by, like, what's the common ancestor of everything? And, like, anything that shares a common ancestor is the category of thing that that common ancestor was. Mammals are also reptiles. Reptile is a really weird category that confuses <laughs> things all the time, Right. So the, all kinds of things are rep, and so would be birds, right? So there's a lot of things that would technically count as reptiles under one system, but nobody talks about that, right? So you have dinosaurs that are more closely related to, and then so all the dinosaurs that didn't have like feathers and two legs and weren't like birds, basically avian dinosaurs, those all got extinct during the end of the Cretaceous period when there was a big extinction event, right? Uh huh. Allegedly. Allegedly, right? Unless there's an island or a fen somewhere with, with a bunch of them in there. And so the birds alive today are based, they're just the surviving dinosaurs. The time between now and when T Rex was alive is shorter than the time when T Rex was alive and when Stegosaurus was alive. So right. they're, they're definitely dinosaurs. 
um, and uh, they are more closely related to crocodiles than crocodiles are to snakes and lizards and stuff. Right. And birds are more closely related then to crocodiles than to snakes and lizards and turtles and things like that. Um, but we are really distantly related to any of them because we split off a long time ago because we're mammals. Yeah. Um, but along the way, during the the um, uh, uh, era of the dinosaurs, there was like some other bits split off, and some of those other bits that split off just ended at the extinction event. Yeah. And that includes your water you mean the flood. Yeah, the flood exactly. Uh, and so that includes your your basic your classic flying dinosaurs that dinosaurs quote marks with a pterodactyl looking. Weird ones. that the flying ones died in the flood. It is weird. Yeah. Well, I guess they didn't have anywhere to land. Damn. And uh, they couldn't swim too good. Landed on the ark. I guess they could have landed on the ark, but like they had like tiny little brains. They couldn't figure it out. Couldn't find it. Yeah. So um, the way that reptiles is used as a classification of things is the thing that makes everything confusing because basically everything's a reptile. Sure. Yeah. This makes me think of uh, just keep the dinosaurs the way they're written, but make them look like people. Yeah. There's like a weird person looking ankylosaurus on all fours with a club tail yeah with an armored back dinosaur people yeah strange that's great gotta love it yeah um so yeah but the rest of these uh except for the pterodon and plesiosaurus are yeah triceratops t-rex ankylosaurus and allosaurus those are all for sure dinosaurs yeah confirmed yeah the next one so we got a flying guy then there's a triceratops aggressive of the herbivorous dinosaurs has a skull that flares out to form a protective plate of bone, great horns, formidable speed, gores and tramples. Um, so this is your uh, your herbivore. Mm-hmm. So it's like your encounter with a non-decidedly yeah. aggressive uh, uh, dinosaur. So you can like interact with that. That's a fun encounter, maybe. Yeah. Or things you know, typically like. They always have like a baby they're defending from predators. Yeah, they're like one of the the mama bear uh, type dinosaurs you see used all the time because uh, they can give as good as they get. Yeah, and uh, good to ride, good riding. Oh yeah, animals. If you ever get the opportunity to ride a triceratops in yeah. real life or in fiction, yeah, you take that opportunity. The um, I would usually I would often run um, or have hobgoblins in my game worlds and yeah. they usually they use dinosaurs as like mounts or yeah. animals yeah uh triceratops can't really beat that Tricer- they don't really ride triceratops or uh, sorry tyrannosaurus or like the the more predatory ones because they're harder to control yeah and it's hard to ride on them because they the way they run and the way they stand and everything uh they got two feet I mean, It'd be hard to get up on top of one. Yeah, you have to have thing. a little docking station, like a mech yeah. or something. So yeah, that's that's the last one too. Tyrannosaurus Rex, enormous predator, terrorizes all other creatures in its territory. Um, it's a swift runner, despite its size. Chases anything it can think it it uh, chases anything it thinks it can eat. <coughs> and it eats carrion as well. Uh, so this is the the big daddy, big oh, yeah. mama of them all. So it's like your iconic dinosaur encounter. The Allosaurus is like a smaller version. Uh, it's a large beast with the Tyrannosaurus. I'm just, I don't have time to say the whole word. 
Um, it's bigger. It is a huge beast. Um, so that's like your boss thing. It's a challenge rating of eight. And the Allosaurus is two. So it's just like the next, uh, the, the big level up. And that's it for dinosaurs. I know that there are more dinosaurs in the um, the other monster manual that's not called the monster manual. Right, yeah. Um, there's a bunch in there. But this, you know, it's basically this. They're all pretty like lower level, low to mid-level um, wild encounters. You're not going to find them in a dungeon probably unless you do, which is cool. If you can find a way to make that make sense. Dinosaur dungeon. Then that's great. Yeah. I mean, I think we came up with a few ideas of how to use weird, uh, yeah. our, our strange human relationship with dinosaurs <laughs> and our religious ideas to affect in your game. Cover that a little bit. Um, the things they do are pretty standard. You know, you see them in other animals in like animal other animal entries in here they like pounce they can hold their breath one of them does a flyby attack like nothing too crazy yeah um <clears throat> but they're uh, fun tyrannosaurus rex can they're fun can it swallow you whole in this one it mentions it in the description sorry okay. i hit the mic but uh it doesn't say it in here oh wait oh, yeah. no target small creature it is grappled no it just grapples you in its bite <laughs> which is it just pretty holds lame. you in its mouth and yeah yeah so yeah, make it swallow. Yeah, make these dinosaurs stronger. I'm picturing, uh, you know, in The Simpsons when Bart has the fancy of putting the water on the little toy dinosaur. You know those little dinosaurs? You put them in water and then oh, they yeah. grow. <laughs> and he puts the hose on one because he wants it to grow up and yeah. uh, eat Lisa, but it's like squeaking and just squirting water as it's yeah, like, yeah. I'm picturing it just that. grows like yeah. twice its size and <laughs> yeah. doesn't really do anything. That's a good magic item. Yeah. Dehydrated dinosaurs oh that you my just God. Like, leave in a glass of water and then a whole dinosaur comes out of it. Oh, and that's great when the party forgets about them and then like has to jump off of a ship or something. Yeah. Or, yeah. Leave them behind you or like an assassin leaves a Tyrannosaurus Rex gummy in like a pot of water in like the king's chamber or something. Oh, yeah. That's the way the assassin operates. <laughs> oh, this is rash of uh, dinosaurs being indoors in places they can't fit yeah brutalizing everybody inside they're of them. dehydrated that's how they end up in dungeons as yeah. guardians they're dehydrated and packaged yeah and then reconstituted it would be like uh i feel like this is probably in your notes of dinosaur things that we're about to get to but uh you know those dinosaur attack dinosaurs attack cards dinosaurs attack cards yeah the dinosaurs attack a set of cards. Uh, this is ringing a bell. I don't so really... you know the, the so Mars attacks yeah. was like a set of cards, and yeah, like yeah. every card was like horrible things happening to people. You know, Martians. Yeah, it was like a up. trading card. Yeah, not, not, it wasn't a game, but it was. Just it, like, it, it you was, just had the cards. It was a game, and that you you could sort of kind of piece together a narrative based yeah, on it. It was but a it game was, of acquisition. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but it was really more to like scratch a uh, like adolescent itch we all have of like uh, pandemonium happening in a cool way right right and collecting yeah and collecting and getting getting many of a thing right and so there is this a series of them where like somehow dinosaurs can't come back some science experiment goes wrong and spontaneously dinosaurs show up everywhere yeah and uh there's like one of just like a and a lot of them are like made up dinosaurs you know but there's just like one of just like a the like a like an allosaurus like in a classroom just like attacking people and like one of like a triceratops just like charging through yeah. police and it's just like scene after scene after scene of dinosaurs just yeah like, let's yeah. that's another um, trope dinosaur trope along with yeah. like going to this the savage land 
There's the Savage Land comes to you, the dinosaurs come to you. And that's like uh, Jurassic Park, Lost World. Yeah. Um, The the third act where the Tyrannosaurus ends up in San Diego. Yeah. And runs around there. So there's like the ancient um, prehistoric world coming to you and invading our like nice civilization here and and running amok, Mm -hmm. wreaking havoc. Yeah. So that's another way of using dinosaurs. You could have like a, a nice medieval village going about his business and then suddenly dinosaurs and it's all <laughs> and like, hell breaks yeah, loose and just really suddenly too like do it in the middle of when your party is shopping <laughs> <laughs> yeah someone uh accidentally reconstitutes one of their dehydrated dinosaurs yeah. or any other reason like a portal opens up or like you know could be could be anything but that's how it's used usually. It's not just. It's usually not just like there's like a corner of the world where there happens to be dinosaurs and everyone kind of knows about it or just like hasn't got the word out. It's usually mm-hmm. like uh, a rip in the space time continuum yeah. somehow, one way or the other. Yeah. Except when you've got you know dinosaur, dinotopia or whatever it was. And there are actually there's another. Um, I forget the name of it, but there is a book series that all is all about medieval. Um, intrigue and war but mm-hmm. they instead of typical european animals yeah. it's all dinosaurs that's great um i don't really know how it plays out i think it might just be for surface level interest yeah but it's like it is an interesting thought of like what if you combine the timelines into one right and then like and we've been obsessed with this forever like there are like dinobots oh yeah you know, like futuristic transformers and throw them back in the, the before the Stone Age and now they can transform into dinosaurs. And there's there was a used to be an eighties short lived animated show called like Dino Riders where like oh, yeah. uh, a vessel a squad of heroes in their ship crashes on prehistoric earth pursued by their like enemies, these lizard people. Right. And they have to like learn how to cohabitate with uh, the dinosaurs, and they end up riding them and using them as like help to fight off these like evil lizard people. Um, I don't know how they feel about the evolutionary implications of landing on a planet full of like <laughs> larger versions of themselves. Um, I don't know. There's another angle. Um, Pre, like you could, I'm going back to the humans as dinosaurs thing. Mm-hmm. Landing in an area where there's like it's prehistoric life, but it's all like gigantic gorillas right. or something. I don't know, but they're all like what I like about the dinosaurs is they're all of different abilities. Basically, like you've got yeah. the if you go to Jurassic Park, they've got the like the ones that can ram you really good because the spine lines up in just a certain way. Oh yeah, the Velociraptors are pack hunters with yeah. a, a lot of intelligence. The uh, the little the little guys, the the little the little the little dudes, yeah. the coelophysis, coelophysis. Yeah. Are they the ones that they run up on the the Russian guy in yeah. Lost World? Yeah, and the uh, the headbutt ones are Pachycephalosaurus. Pachycephalosaurus. Yeah. Uh, do you think he's Saurus? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, like they all have like their special move. So oh, you yeah. could just like invent dinosaurs that have special moves. Yeah, I'm all for making up your own dinosaurs. Yeah, absolutely. Too. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Like, dinosaur, like, like, punches really well. 
Yeah. It's got like one big punching arm. There was, okay, so I got to find the name of this. Oh, yeah, back (laughs) punch. Yeah, that's great. So there was this dinosaur uh, that for a long time people didn't know what it was. And I feel like I was almost a part of this mystery because I remember oh, I was in New York with my family one time. We went to the Museum of Natural History. Did you discover a dinosaur? Well, no, not really. I had nothing to do with this, but I witnessed this story happen okay. through paying attention to it. And there was this giant arm that, like, bone fossil on the wall that was like this giant claw, like a bonkers huge claw, you know? And there aren't a lot of, like, really big dinosaurs with just, like, big, powerful arms. Yeah. Like, cool, giant arms. Yeah. That's not very common, you know? Usually the arms are small. That's why I, I suggested it. <laughs> yeah. So you want, like, this should be, a, like, a cool arm dinosaur, yeah. right? Um, Tiny little legs. <laughs> yeah. Well, this one also had long legs, but nobody knew what this dinosaur was for the longest time. Um, uh, uh, well, I'll, 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 I'll give you the name, Chris. We can put it in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so nobody knew what this dinosaur was, but then they finally found the rest of it. And it was like a giant, uh, so, you know, in, uh, Gallimimus, the ones that are like ostriches kind of. Yes. Yeah. So it was like a giant one of those, but like a huge one with huge with arms with giant arms. That's amazing. And it was probably kind of slow and probably acted like a giant ground sloth, which is another prehistoric animal from a different time. Yeah. But they probably just used their claws to pull branches to down slowly and eat pull them. Branches down. And they could like wreck yeah. shit with their claws. I was imagining uh the way you like the the Gallimine, sorry, say that again. Gallimimus? Gallimimus. Yeah. The running ostrich dinosaurs from Yeah. yeah. From Jurassic Park, just with big, huge punching arms <laughs> and being able to run that fast and just like being like little speedy, angry kangaroos. See that's rushing even up to you and doing yeah. a right hook i like it i like that one yeah so what was the story oh that there was a mysterious giant claw and nobody knew what dinosaur it was a part of um and what what was what was your being at the museum so i was at the museum and I, yeah. I i i i uh was i think in my teens and i was i st- still had retained as i still do today most of my childhood dinosaur knowledge and i didn't know that there was a giant claw dinosaur. And so I saw these giant claw fossils and I was like, that's ridiculous that I didn't know about this dinosaur. And I read the plaque and it was like, nobody knows what the rest of this dinosaur looks like. And I thought, that's amazing. There's a claw dinosaur and nobody knows what the rest of it looks like. That could be so cool. And then later, um, as an adult, uh, some paleontologists found the rest of the dinosaur. And so I got to, there was, there's a and new... And you connected this childhood memory. Yeah, and mystery. I connected this child, and so I realized, like, oh, that's the claws from the Museum of Natural History. And so, because you got your headbutt dinosaurs, and you got your biting dinosaurs, and you got your... Uh, yeah, the big head-biting dinosaurs. Like, dinosaurs. A lot of them just, like, uh, emphasize one body part. Yeah, or totally. one idea and make it extremely their thing. Yeah, and so, like, that was the thing. is like, there's an arm dinosaur. I always wanted there to be an arm dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. And then they found the rest of the arm dinosaur. And so I called my dad, and I was like, Dad, they found the dinosaur. Yeah. Remember the one? And he was like, I don't remember that, but yeah. that's really exciting. And then I showed him the thing. I was Happy like, oh, I remember that. And so... Uh, being there to witness the uh, uh, and, and by witness I mean like reading the yeah the yeah article, yeah experiencing right? it. but like being around during the part of history when like a new kind of dinosaur like archetype is yeah. established was uh, was cool yeah. because I thought that I uh, was not that all the types of dinosaurs the like general type of dinosaurs was was were established you know yeah yeah. So that's how I felt like I was a part of it because I just what read yeah, the discovery that's a, happened. That's a religious experience. Yeah, yeah. 
the uh, there was a dinosaur renaissance mm-hmm. of of new information and uh, depiction. It's interesting. There's, there are phases of the depictions of dinosaurs yeah. throughout the years. Uh, prior to the 1800s or so, there was uh, like in, in like medieval times, mm-hmm. uh, all kinds of wacky nonsense might have been attributed to dinosaurs. Oh yeah, uh, skeletons showing up. Specifically, the griffin uh, is one that comes to mind that yeah. people thought was. Uh, a thing just from I forget the name of the dinosaur, yeah. but there was a common dinosaur found in like Eastern Europe in the steppes of Central Asia mm-hmm. that looked like a griffin to the, to the to the minds of the people that discovered it. Um, you know, dragons, wacky monsters. Yeah, China is a really good place for fossil finding, yeah. and so there's uh, there was a story about some emperor who had a dragon bones in his palace, and. Uh, based on the descriptions because it's all lost now yeah it was like almost certainly like some large thoropod uh cool. car- carnivore skull that he had like a something like an allosaurus even though like, yeah. i think we're in a different part of the world but like something like that you f- imagine finding that yeah and you're an emperor yeah like, that's going like, on the shelf that's for sure a dragon skull yeah there's nothing else that could be that's the truth for you that would be so cool yeah right so and or if you never heard of dragons you find this thing it's like well that's clearly like some weird magical creature. Yeah. Look at it. And they were, uh, yeah, that's, that's so dope. There was, uh, the, from this, not quite, um, a lot of understanding yet. There was, um, some British naturalist, not quite an archeologist, but, uh, he, after the idea of dinosaurs was starting to get around yeah. before they even really had a name, there were just like these weird specimens mm-hmm. that were showing up. Yeah. He created a like sculpture garden made up of what like his best guess was at mm-hmm. a lot of these like first um, intact fossils that were coming out. Yeah. So in England, there is a somewhere there's a museum of like um, this dude's like best guesses at how these dinosaurs looked. And those are like the weird sluggish iguanodons with the horn on their yeah. Nose like they're, they're super weird. They realized looking. it was thumbs. And- <laughs> Yeah, they're yeah. they're putting the fossils in like whatever order they can yeah. think of. They're dragging their tails around and yeah. yeah. So like they uh, and for a long time that was as far as like dinosaur yeah. uh, representation got. Mm-hmm. And then in in the mid eighteen hundreds there was a uh, a little shot of painters who were paying attention to dinosaurs Mm -hmm. and illustrated through their art these like really lush colorful um action based paintings of dinosaurs living in like prehistoric times and it like ignited people's imaginations and then from there we got like um more interest like more archaeologists having interest we get the creation of the word dinosaur the coining of the word dinosaur which means terror lizard yeah, a terrible lizard. Terrible lizard. Yeah, yeah. worst lizard ever. <laughs> and they so it like kind of got romantic, and it entered like uh, Pulp Fiction mm-hmm. from these these paintings, which look really really nice. You have to look them up for yourself. Um, very evocative. And then in the Great Depression, uh, interest in dinosaurs disappeared for the most part. 
and because there wasn't any money to do it and uh, film became more of a thing and we start getting these weird depictions of dinosaurs as being these like big lumbering idiot yeah beasts um the idea that they're they're doomed all the time yeah they we get the uh somewhere in like the 30s or 40s we get we start getting dinosaur uses a term for something old and uh um out of date yeah uh, we also get like weird peep, weird, uh, not weird science fiction movies with people in like rubber suits, you know, like make these weird, slow lumbering things. We get, um, a lot of the art of dinosaurs from that era have like the volcano in the background, which is like the suggestion of their like impending death. Like the earth is going to kill them. I know. I, I love that. Those, that whole era of depictions, it's like always like near apocalypse. Yeah, it and is. And it's always like these stupid animals, like yeah. didn't know that the, everything was the, like, like looking down on them when dinosaurs were around for like what? 300 million years. Yeah. <laughs> you know? The idea like even in the painting era, like all, a lot of these action scenes were like uh, predation scenes or like yeah. mother, like families defending their babies from yeah. predatory dinosaurs mm-hmm. or like uh, combat between uh, dominant within a pack yeah. or whatever, like all these, like from this, these depictions. And then in the stories that came out, it was like dinosaurs live in constant combat. Yeah, it's all like the a Hobbesian time. state of nature type of thing. Always. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like no reprieve, no downtime, just yeah. constant eating and destruction and the, yeah. the, volcano going off every two seconds and meteors hitting the earth every two seconds and seizures like, opening up in the ground all over the <laughs> yeah, place like just this rumbling chaos yeah primordial non- tar pits everywhere yeah so that's another good location to put in a game yeah just, just mordor. like hyper yeah <laughs> well it's like not even mortar like mordor to me is like it's the creation of one mind yeah industrialized right and uh like the hoarding of military power mm-hmm. to further his aims like this is just like a roiling rock of yeah. lava and dinosaurs eating each other it's like that part in fantasia you know the dinosaur part in fantasia yeah, yeah exactly where it's just like there's an immediate geological apocalypse like right away <laughs> and i know the whole conceit of that scene is like they're okay they're speeding up time and showing yeah. you all of prehistory in one thing because you see like but like i like the idea is like no it was this fast during the extinction event like all of yeah. a sudden yeah, just like yeah. one big moment. Yeah. Which um, you know, resonates with young creationists. Yeah. But well. like, yeah, sorry. That's what no, I No, you're, you're you're segueing into the next bit. I don't I've got lots of bits. Yeah. You know. But I was just going to say I do like the idea of just there being an area that is just perpetual <laughs> earthquakes. Exactly. And yeah, just like nonstop fighting. constantly yeah. cycling apocalypse. Yeah. Never quite finishes or finishes and starts again really quickly. Yeah. Put make uh make a like one of the circles of hell because going back to devils from last week just mm-hmm. be uh just uh, that that uh, s- sequence in Fantasia, <laughs> <laughs> just dinosaurs in like a uh, natural disasters nonstop all the yeah. time. It's kind of romantic that idea too because the dinosaurs yeah. were like, like they didn't sin. I don't think they were just like they were. Yeah, you know they were incapable of sinning because they were. They didn't Animals. eat the apple. They, they didn't they never, know right from wrong. They never ate the yeah. the, the 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 super apple. Yeah. So uh, unless they did, but I guess they didn't because they were concurrently in the Garden of Eden and they never ate the apples. Yeah. So yeah. So like they were innocent, and I think that's why we have this like like return to innocence, even though they're like predatory. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. I think I just killed it. <laughs> <laughs> what we got? Behemoth. Yeah, I want to talk about Behemoth a little bit. Yeah. Um, so the, the Behemoth and Leviathan are, like I said, uh, they were like the best examples of God's ability to create uh, anything. Yeah. Things that dominate the world, but they, mm-hmm. they both had rings through their noses. Or uh, Behemoth has a ring through its nose, right. and Leviathan is on a leash. Yeah. So they are controlled still. There are these lines in Job describing Behemoth that you might want to use instead of the dinosaurs. Behold now Behemoth, which I made with thee. He eateth grass as an ox. Lo now, his strength is in his loins, and his force is in the, his, his force is in the navel of his belly. So he's got hefty thighs he's got he's got a big muscle belly he moveth his tail like a cedar this the sinews of his stones are wrapped together uh i don't know what tail like a cedar means it seems to be a confusing term like a tree like a cedar yeah like some people it is sometimes interpreted to mean like a trunk okay like it's thick like a trunk right or possibly like an elephant's trunk Hmm. um Sinews of his stones are wrapped together. I don't know what that means. He's got uh, balls, yeah, and they're they're together. You know, good for him. He is the chief of the ways of God. He that made him can make his sword to approach onto him. So he was made by God, and God only God can kill him. Surely the mountains bring him forth food, where all the beasts of the field play. So he just gets food because he rules. He lieth under the shady trees in the covert of the reed and fens. There's the fens again. Hey, so he's a dinosaur. Fens. The D and D monster yeah. manual proves it. You you're can, ever in a fen? Keep an eye out for you're in the wrong place. Slash behemoths. The shady trees cover him with a shadow. The willows of the brook compass him about. So he's like uh at home in the natural world mm-hmm. behold he drinketh up a river and hassle hasteth hasteth not so he's slow he trusteth that he can drop jordan into his mouth he doesn't care because he can eat a whole city and he yeah. drinks a river which is another good thing to put in the game yeah where's our water it's being drank by this well-muscled uh ball having <laughs> fen liver <laughs> <laughs> He taketh it with his eyes, his nose pierces through snares, which so he's got a, a ring. So he's like a kept animal. He's like God's pet. Yeah. Is another way to put it. So you can have dinosaurs often in media too, like when they show up in modern times or like someone's experiment. Yeah. Someone's trying to like do acts of God. Um later Jewish writings, Jewish apocrypha, uh, they talk about the unconquerable monster of the land is the behemoth. Uh, the Leviathan lives in the abyss, while the behemoth lives in an invisible desert east of the Garden of Eden. Cool. There's what a, part of the desert is invisible? Who knows? The land? Like, I... Sorry, I'm hung up on what an invisible <laughs> desert would be. It's an invisible desert. It's wherever the Garden of Eden is. Okay. It's just a few blocks east of that. Right. Yeah. And it's you can't see it, though. Can you see it when you're in it? I imagine. Okay. 
So, okay, you can't see the desert from outside of the desert. Like, if you're looking on the whole of the desert, yeah. you don't see Which it. Which is another, like, I think the Savage World, Savage Land and X-Men is like this, too. Okay, yeah. It's, like, hidden. It's kind of, like, non-Eclutian. Like, it doesn't occupy, yeah. like, a real mileage. Yeah. No, it's that like, makes it's sense. A pocket world. Yeah. I was just, like... If a place is invisible, what does that mean? That's wait a second. So, <laughs> Just yeah. a big, like, big yeah. blank piece of paper in front of yeah. it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, good things to ask yourself before inserting an invisible desert in your game, though. <laughs> a Jewish rabbinic legend describes a great battle which will take place between them, Leviathan and Behemoth, at the end of time. It's good. Yeah. They will interlock with one another and engage in combat. With his horns, the behemoth will gore with strength. The fish, Leviathan, will leap to meet him with his fins, with power. Their creator will approach them with his mighty sword and slay them both. <laughs> From the beautiful skin of Leviathan, God will construct canopies to shelter the righteous, who will eat the meat of the, be- of the behemoth and the Leviathan amid great joy and merriment. That's cool. Yeah. Just two giant monsters fight each other until a god with a sword yeah. takes care of both of them and then uses their bits. Yeah, to make a yeah. to make homes and um, a, a home cooked meal. Yeah, use that. There's got to be all kinds of ways to use that. Behemoth strength reaches its peak. Uh, sorry, I'm talking all weird today. <laughs> Behemoth strength reaches its peak on the summer solstice of every solar year around the 21st of June. That's cool. You have your dinosaurs be like peak, yeah, peak dinosaur at a certain time yeah, of year. They, they all get more ripped, yeah, <laughs> right around the end of June. They got their bikini bods, yeah. At this time of year, Behemoth lets out a roar that makes all animals tremble with fear, and thus renders them less ferocious for a whole year. As a result, weak animals live in safety away from the reach of wild animals. This mythical phenomenon is shown as an example of divine mercy and goodness. Without Behemoth's roar. Animals would grow more wild than ferocious. Whoa. And go around butchering each other and humans. So there's a hook. You have to oh, make yeah. behemoth roar somehow, or you have to like get a behemoth to shut up these wild animals yeah. that are like causing havoc. Yeah, that's great. Also, that you could also just like uh, uh, behemoths or slash dinosaurs like getting having like a like a peak time. In the mm-hmm. summer solstice, what if like so? Instead of the whole thing, we're like on okay, so Halloween or you know the end of October is like the barrier between and a lot of beliefs. The the barrier between like this world and the spirit world is weaker, so that's yeah. when you get more supernatural shit happenings around. Then, what if you have uh, around the end of June a dinosaur hollowing or whatever? Yeah, and so suddenly everywhere is full of dinosaurs for a little while and then yeah. the dinosaurs simmer down for a and bit. they come up to your door and you have to give them candy yeah or they'll fucking eat and you. you know you know <laughs> the dinosaurs have arisen into nature because you hear the roar of the behemoth and so like oh yeah it must be the summer solstice and then you got yeah. dinosaurs everywhere like a you know if you had like a seasonal locust swarm but just yeah, like yeah. every kind of dinosaur everyone it's like a it's like a routine holiday almost like everyone you yeah know, pack extra provisions and get cozy you know make sure your internet's working yeah um make sure your dinosaur proof door is working it's like the purge except dinosaurs oh yeah uh fantastic (laughs) (laughs) all uh dinosaurs eve 
Yeah, everyone's got to stock up for dinosaur supplies. You have to, like... Yeah, you have to deal... And, like, what if you just roll into a town where, it's like, it's, that's happening today and you don't... <laughs> everyone's like, get inside! What's wrong with you? Get inside! And you're like, what's wrong? And like, dinosaur day! Dinosaur candy day! <laughs> you idiot! <laughs> that's amazing. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. so remember I was going to tell you about yeah. the... Uh, uh, the the stats for the young earth, young earth creationists right have you and you said that they're like losing ground yeah uh, I think like a few years ago thirty eight percent of North Amer- of Americans believe some form of young Earth creationism the numbers are probably yeah. like, I was reading more into it and it's like uh, they're likely lower. Mm-hmm. Since then, and from the the method of the study um, is like they admitted that if they had worded things differently, they might have like got like a lower number. But it's yeah. like it's not it's not it's in that ballpark. That's thirty eight percent. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I I've got like a specific worldview, and other people have their own specific worldviews and everything. Like I I sort of, but it seems. It seems unlikely. It's just, yeah. But here we are. Here we are. So the uh, one of the arguments for young Earth creationism mm-hmm. is that uh, stratigraphic dating, which is where they look at where the fossils turn up, yeah, in what layer of of rock. Mm-hmm. Um, it's impo- It's it's not useful. It's impossible to deduce things from this because sometimes you get supposedly older fossils showing up in uh, younger. Um, strata or yeah. earlier strata and right. vice versa as a result of like tectonic shifting and um, uh, what is it called? Th- uh, thrust faults. Yeah. Where things move very quickly and overlap over each other and things yeah. get mixed up. So because of this, this like relatively small number of like fossil mix ups, you have to throw out the whole, the whole <laughs> practice. Yeah. So you can't, you're not, you can't tell when things are from based yeah. on what strata they're from. So, like, well, hold on. There's a margin of error here. Yeah, exactly. Throw out all exactly. the data. We've got yeah. a margin of so error. Margin of error. Yeah. So it's the whole thing is wrong. Yeah. And they believe dinosaurs died in the flood or were on the ark. Yeah. And died from something after. Right. And undescribed as far as I could see. Um, and they were some, not all, but some young earth creationists believe they were created at the same time as Adam and Eve. As I said, there is... The Creation Evidence Museum in Glen Rose, Texas, yeah. that has a hyperbaric bias. So you're nodding your head like you I've know heard about of this. this. Yeah, uh, it's intended to reproduce the atmospheric conditions before the flood, which could grow dinosaurs. <laughs> These conditions made creatures grow larger and live longer, so that the humans of that time were giants. Oh yeah, I have read stuff about like saying that like ancient people were giants too. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Kind of like the Cyclops thing, right? Like weird, yeah. weird proto humans were were big. Mm-hmm. Giants were big. A lot of like Greek, a lot of legends have like older yeah. versions of humans being giants. Interestingly, with uh, with denser, more humid air that's more oxygen rich, you you would get creatures being able to be bigger than they normally could. Yeah, um, that's why their, their lungs could handle more because there's yeah. more oxygen. Yeah, and 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 if the air was denser, you could have weird things like dragonflies the size of hawks which right. were a real thing way before dinosaurs. But yeah. they were just like giant dragonflies flying around that 
um, because of the way insects breathe, they could never do that now, but they could, they could back then. So yeah. you get different, you would get big weird huge. creatures yeah, exactly. with a different atmosphere. So yeah, remember that if you have like a land before time area, yeah. everything is bigger, not just the dinosaurs. Oh yeah. You got to give yourself some big bugs, big bugs, big humans. Yeah. Um, everything. There's another creationist museum. Where is this? wrote this down oh in california there's a roadside attraction called the cabazon dinosaurs okay which has like two great big plaster and concrete dinosaurs that you can see from the highway yeah and it used to be someone's like restaurant and little homage to dinosaurs you just love dinosaurs and it was like this kind of naturalist evolutionist um stop yeah and then he sold it to these creationists who haven't like torn anything down, but they've yeah. put up their own stuff. And it's like the, the sign is like Cabazon dinosaurs evolutionary origin of life is impossible. That's like the, the sign. On the front. <laughs> uh, there's a great line here. Where is it? Yeah, it's got restaurants, museum, Sorry, maybe we'll cut this, me digging around here. There's a great, great line somewhere. Oh, yeah. So the Cabazon Dinosaurs attraction also features an open-air museum with fiberglass and robotic dinosaurs. Activities at the site include a sand pit where visitors can experience a dino dig, as well as gemstone and fossil panning sluice. Pastor Robert Darwin Childs assisting the owner in turning the exhibit into a non-denominational church has been quoted as to his belief of why children are drawn to the dinosaur attraction. He says, there's something in their DNA that knows man walked with these creatures on earth. So I just love the idea of like, we are interested in dinosaurs because we use, they're like almost like, like how we feel about dogs, like how we have this weird, like, There seems to be a slot in our brains for yeah. dogs in particular. We got, like dog receptors in our brain. Yeah. Yeah. So like we have the same thing with dinosaurs, how we're like, <laughs> we, we create, we miss them. We crave them. We like, we yeah. seek them out in our, there's like, they're the reason for modern depression. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not what he said, but that's. <laughs> that's well, you know, he, he, he got that right. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea too, of like your explanation for like, I was like, oh no, no. Yeah. People like have a, they experienced you know humans and dinosaurs were side by side at one point and my argument for this being true is that you have a genetic memory in your dna yeah. of this time <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't know i just it, t- it tickles me the idea of like using uh like intergenerational memories embedded in dna yeah like something so we're, weird and scientific we're is, doomed yeah, yeah we're doomed to repeat it we're doomed to like seek out dinosaurs and yeah. like recreate them because we miss them yeah or what yeah hmm. <laughs> i just read um clan of the cave bear oh yeah and the i don't know why uh but i did it was wasn't it was weird but it is a weird book yeah uh but the the neanderthal people have like literal racial memory yeah where like the young are born 
with inherent knowledge of how to do things. They just yeah. have to be like reminded mm-hmm. by their parents how to do it. And then they're like, oh yeah. And they pick it up. And like the, the new, the interloper, the like uh, homo sapien who comes in is better at like um, abstract learning and learning new things and has mm-hmm. to be taught things. And like, that's one of the reasons she's so weird in this yeah. clan. They're like, she doesn't know how to do things. She doesn't remember them. She doesn't have, she can't like just concentrate and remember like everything that happened to all her ancestors. That's kind of a cool thing to have in your game. Maybe somehow the power to draw on like ancestral memory. It's a good excuse to like have someone do something uh, out of character. Oh yeah. Or like you get like a, you get an item that lets you do that once or twice or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's, well, uh, I think it's. Our first or second episode was uh, was the Abolith, right? Yeah. And Aboliths know and remember everything that every right. other Abolith yeah, yeah. knows so and that, remembers. Yeah, that's totally right? playing so, with that idea. Yeah, yeah. 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 Deep memory. It was a long time ago that I read Clan of the Cave Bear. Oh, you read it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I don't mean to like put it down as a book. I literally don't know why I, out of all the books, like I hadn't heard about it recently. It wasn't on anything. Yeah. I just like was scrolling through and I was like... I've listened to a lot of audiobooks, and I, yeah. was, I just typed it in. It just like popped up in my mind. I don't know why, um, but anyways, there it is. Uh, maybe because I knew I was doing Death of Dinosaur. There's no dinosaurs in it, so it's not uh, super relevant. But definitely, racial memory is a thing. Um, here's another interesting thing. Uh, side note about creation yeah. theory. Uh, a subset of adherence to the uh, of a subset of adherence of the pseudoscience of cryptozoology <laughs> promote young Earth creationism, particularly in the context of so-called living dinosaurs. Right. Yeah. Uh, some scientist, some person, science writer, not scientist. Uh, Sharon A. Hill observes that the young earth creationist segment of cryptozoology is well-funded and able to conduct expeditions with a goal of finding a living dinosaur that they think would invalidate evolution. I mean, so if I wouldn't even be, if it turns out I'm wrong about everything and there's no such thing as evolution, but I get to trade all of that for there being a dinosaur. A living dinosaur. Sure. Yeah. I don't know how exactly the existence of a living dinosaur would yeah, I don't, I don't think it like dispel evolution yeah. exactly. I don't know how yeah. that would work. Uh, more tests would be needed. Yeah. But I love the idea of the, there is currently, right now, expeditions, paid uh, people paying money and seeking. There are currently adventures happening oh from seeking living dinosaurs. Yeah. That's, that's great. I mean, that would be... That'd be a great time, I yeah. think. I could, I see it in your eyes. You're just thinking going of on faking, the journey, uh, pretending to be a young Earth creationist, so I can yeah. go on one of these journeys to find a, and like a spit, like a like it's a weird Venn diagram intersection between like two things. It yeah. also was like the cryptozoology <laughs> people. They're like, I only care about weird creatures yeah. and finding them and proving them. And the people that are like, I need to prove that the earth is 6,000 years old one way or another. Yeah, These exactly. goddamn scientists that keep trying to tell me otherwise. Yeah. And yeah. You know, yeah. They're like, we found Chupacabra. And they're like, not, not a dinosaur. Throw it out. Yeah. Not a dinosaur. Not helpful. Yeah. 
What if they did find a real chupacabra, though? And we're like, well, it's not a that's dinosaur. That's what I'm saying. So. That's where they just throw it out. They drown it. <laughs> yeah. This is not the direction we want to take the organization. Yeah. So yeah. we're just going to put this back where we found it. Put it on with all the other big feats in the... Uh, the big feats. Yeah. yeah. Um, honorable dinosaur mention. I want to draw attention to the Super Mario Brothers... Uh, film from like the early 90s oh, yeah. that I recently watched for some reason. Uh, terrible film, not even really that fun to watch. Um, it is kind of like weird at first and fun, but mm-hmm. then it gets um, it's, it's oddly boring for how much is going on on screen. Yeah. And it's not very good, but they do have the whole deal is that like Koopa is somehow de evolving everyone. I think evolution and dinosaurs were like starting to get really right in the in the hot seat again. Yeah. In in public attention. So evolution, he was de-evolving everything. He he de-evolved the king of the mushroom kingdom into a disgusting yellow fungus. <laughs> and he was turning people into dinosaurs and an undetermined <laughs> uh creature called a Goomba. Which yeah. I know from Mario, the games doesn't need a place among like the natural worlds. But when you say you're devolving someone into a Goomba, I don't know what that <laughs> means. It's a it's a hell of an idea, uh, and like turning like these these people. It's really it's a lot to like understand. So he's de-evolving people, and some of them turn into dinosaurs when they're de-evolved mm. because they're from the mushroom kingdom. And yeah. in the mushroom kingdom, they're all evolved from lizards, but they became mammalian. Yeah, in form. Okay. Yeah, be, they're identical to human beings. As long as world. there's internal logic, that's all. I don't. Yeah. I, don't I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it seems to be, but it's yeah. hard to track. Uh, and then there's also a, a a great episode of Star Trek Next Generation. I'm sure this happens in lots of other things as well, but um, the crew are all de-evolved into yeah. various stages of um, animals from their their past. I'm not sure how well that tracks because I don't think they I don't think the humans all turn into monkeys. I think they turn into like other animals as well. Huh. I can't remember it too well. The thing I remember about it most is that Worf turns into some horrible, like, predator monster from which which Klingons are descended from. But you never actually see it. He's just like, he's like bangs on a door and it's just like roaring like crazy and he's like going to kill everybody because that's what they used to be. Yeah. I don't remember how it works. But like, that's an idea you can have de evolution, playing with the evolutionary paths of individuals. You know, yeah, that's a that's a and also like trying to figure out this would get real real nerdy real fast, but like trying to figure out the we're like an hour and a half in like evolutionary history of like various other fantastical creatures in your universe. Yeah, like what were the ancient ancestors of like griffins for real? Yeah, yeah, within D and D, within D and D. If you want to, if you want to bring evolution into D and D, yeah, or like like an owl bear. Yeah, an owl bear. What happened? Why an owl bear? What Where does the owl bear? Yeah, are owls and bears descended from owl bears? Yeah, they're just like two different directions. Are the owl bear went. Bears ultimately a kind of owl, or owls <laughs> a kind of bear? Like, yeah. is, is, is this a missing link between the two? Um, one thing I was thinking about when I was, I was doing a little bit, just as a refresher, a little bit of my own research Mm -hmm. in in leading up to this episode. No shame. Um, and thinking about what I went over before 
the uh, broad overview of evolutionary history. If you think about it, um, you look at any most like vertebrates on land, if you look at any of them, because all of them, like you, me, Casey, um, <laughs> my cats at home, any of the birds that are outside, yeah, all dinosaurs, you go back far enough, we all have a common ancestor that was basically a lizard. Yeah. And by a certain way of looking at it, I was looking at my cat the other day and thinking, you know what? Cats are just extremely weird lizards. And you could look at any... Cats are just bad lizards. They're really bad lizards. <laughs> bad at being a lizard. Arguably, lizards are worse at being cats than cats would be at being lizards. And they have some weird similarities. They do like to sit in the sun for as much as possible, mm-hmm. you know? But, um, you know, if you classify things based on their, like, earliest common ancestors... I don't know, it was just it's just fun looking at things. And, like, it's like when you look at your feet and you think, like, that's like a weird hand. Or yeah. your hand and think, like, that's a really weird foot. Sometimes I like to look at animals. I was reminded of, you know, just like, that's just a very strange lizard. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? I look, uh, I'm fascinated by looking at my, my dog. Yeah. Sometimes. Just like, how did this happen? <laughs> and to a greater extent, we're all just like extra strange fish. We're just very yeah, specialized fish. We're just you know? fish that, like, went to college. Yeah. Just yeah. <laughs> went to college. Well, let's leave it there. I think we did a good dinosaur college. Yeah, I think so. We Welcome to dinosaur you, school. Uh, congratulations on graduating from dinosaur college. Yeah. You made it all the way through the podcast. You are unemployable, but... Um, <laughs> Join the club. <laughs> yeah. You are now qualified to have your own dinosaur podcast. All right. Wes is looking at me like, dinosaur podcast? I don't know. I don't think I could keep it alive. (laughs) All right. Good night. Neither could the dinosaurs. (laughs) Yes. Okay. That's it. (laughs) 